Welcome to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others affecting your voting decisions. Here are your hosts for electionspeakers.com, Lori Schloff and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker and this is electionspeakers.com, the place to hear unique critique of the speaking styles of candidates and others who are part of this presidential campaign. And tonight is October the 15th, the final presidential debate held today, just this evening. As a matter of fact, we're taping this program right after the debate, and you're about to hear the, the views and opinions of all of those with us. We have a, quite a house full tonight, don't we, Lori? <laughs> yes. Let me explain who's here, folks. From left to right around your radio dial, let's do some introductions. On my left-hand side tonight is my, my sidekick, my co-host, professional author and professional speech coach, Lori Slaff. Welcome, Lori. It is great to be here, Dennis. Next to Lori, left to right around your radio dial, another professional speech coach, Monica Murphy. Thank you for coming, Monica. Glad to be here. And professional actress and speech coach, Loss Lapidus is with us tonight. Hey, nice to be here, Dennis. Now we have three special guests with us this evening, folks, uh, two of whom are familiar to you, perhaps, as, as uh, fre- frequent listeners. We have our, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, Eric, our <laughs> representative Republican tonight. Happy to be here. Eric Polly is with us tonight. He's a political, political science uh, major at Merrimack College. You're a senior, right, Eric? Yes. Good. Glad to have you. Thank you for coming. Happy to be here. Believe it or not, sitting right next to him is our resident Democrat. Can you imagine? Right next to one another. We'll see what happens during the course of the program. And they're closer than Obama and McCain were in the debate tonight. But that's Fred Balfour, professional education specialist and a technologist and a grandfather, we're happy to say. And also a senior, Dennis. Also a senior. (laughs) So he represents a lot of constituencies. That's correct. And another new guest with us tonight, Rob Toomey, is with us tonight. Rob is an expert in speed-breeding people. And I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about that as we go through this tonight. So, Rob, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Now, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. And remember, this is the last presidential debate, at least. And here's the first opinion, perhaps. It's supposed to be the last one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we had something else crop up after really? this. Who knows? Like you know, what? A town meeting? A town, a town meeting? meeting? Really? Who knows? I don't know. But let's what, find what, out. What's in it for Obama? Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> I am really in. I'm going to sit back and listen. Enjoy the beautiful atmosphere here at Cafe Nicholas. That'll be the day. <laughs> no, I promise. I'm she not going to talk. I'm not going to talk too much. Pay attention, folks. Alrighty. <laughs> so I'm interested in hearing from my colleagues and our guests who won the debate. Secondly, I'm very interested because there were a lot of reaction shots. We saw McCain and Obama listening to each other. Who was the better listener and why? And did each candidate have a goal tonight? And was that goal accomplished? Now, also, let me start by saying, does anyone feel any sense of sadness that it's the last debate, or are you happy? Well, honestly, I think um, I'd like another debate. Finally, McCain Hmm. came out tonight and performed. He came out swinging. And for the first time, I think I'd be happy to call him my president. You looked in his eyes tonight, and you saw a leader. You saw someone who has stood up against his party, you saw someone, someone who was elegant, and uh, he spoke directly to the American public. And I looked at Barack Obama, and I saw someone who finally, who I said, uh, who I thought was inexperienced. And I, for again, back to the listening argument, I thought he was rude, 
arrogant, and I think tonight was a clear win for John McCain. Okay. Finally, a clear win for well, him. Well, thanks, I think Eric Polly, our resident Republican. <laughs> now let's break it down. Monica to Murphy, let's our coach. Let's break it down to tracing that by from the communication mm -hmm. skills that we saw. Mm -hmm. And I would say one of the ways that we saw that mm -hmm. demonstrated, uh, perhaps to Eric's point, at least for the fourth, first 42 minutes, was right. through McCain's use of effective body language in terms of his gesturing. One of the things I noticed tonight that I thought he did more effectively with his hands was mm -hmm. filling speaker space in front of him. He raised his gestures at least four inches higher so they were more in his mm -hmm. camera shot. Uh -huh. I don't think that Obama's gestures really came forward in that camera shot, literally mm -hmm. till close to the end of the, of the evening. So uh, he's, you know, I thought Obama seemed composed, but it would have been more effective for him to convey his message if his right. gestures were more visible tonight. So I, that's one of the points. I, I know we're going to get into more detail oh, on. Sure. I'm, I'm interested. This whole idea of Obama being composed, was his goal perhaps, tell me what you think, to continue to be composed? In other words, to have nothing go wrong. Did he accomplish that? I, uh, I heard Democrat. a comment today that Obama was in a, a golf tournament. He's got a six-stroke lead. He's laying in the middle of the 17th fairway. He's just got to get it to the green and par. And I think he did an admirable job of that. How? With his he, he maintained his uh, steady gaze. He looked thoughtful. He looked responsive. A couple times he had that big grin, which you know I don't like when you smile and you don't agree with somebody. That's disturbing to me. But... He had a steady, kind of uh, thoughtful, and then responsive uh, approach to them. Mm -hmm. I do think that the sitting format uh, makes McCain, is, is McCain's friend, because he's not, we, we said last week, walking around, he's, he's had some problems, he's got some physical difficulties <laughs> right. because of the past. Right. Mm -hmm. And sitting down, I think that really uh, was his better format. Mm -hmm. McCain standing up, walking around, has a better format. Mm -hmm. Going back to the saddleback, Oh, it's going a while back, back yeah. yeah. McCain um, won the saddleback, I thought, and again he did tonight. When he sits down, like you said, Fred, he does perform a lot better, I yeah, think, than yeah. when he stands. He really struggled in the town hall debate mm -hmm. and in the first debate, but tonight, like the saddleback form, I think he um, came up ahead. Yeah, okay, when we have to think about how ahead, in other words, would it, will it impact the way the tide is turning towards Obama? I'm very interested. Number one, Rob Toomey, our guest from Speed Reading, and you telling us a little bit about what is Speed Reading, and of course, what did you observe tonight? Sure, absolutely. So our company helps people identify the personality type and communication style of other people based on observable clues in their behavior. So our team has spent a lot of time during these uh, presidential debates figuring out the different personality types of the uh, two candidates. Uh, and I agree with Monica to start off with. I really think that there were kind of two elements to the debate. There was early on where I thought that uh, Barack really didn't feel comfortable, didn't really sort of express himself in the way that he really has the capacity to. I think there's a big difference between his style, his fluidity, his ability to naturally connect with other people that you see when he's stumping in front of large audiences. Uh, and the sort of more formal, structured, and halting style that he seems to exhibit, at least initially in this debate. And as I saw him get more and more comfortable, I saw him doing more of the hand gestures and a lot more of the eye contact that, that really lets his natural connection uh, come through. Uh, we also think that uh, McCain is a natural connector. Uh, it's a skill set that he has as well. Um, I, I didn't see as much of that as, uh, as um, 
with uh, Obama, you know, towards the later part. But you know, he did a better job at the initial point, really seeming to be more of a person you want to ha go out and have a beer with, have a conversation yeah. with. I'm curious, like, is there a certain per personality type that jumps out at you about each of them? Yeah, actually, we we think that uh, using the language of Myers Briggs. Uh, that they're Which actually, is an inventory to rate personalities. Exactly. In in this okay. case, we don't have the opportunity to give that inventory right. to these folks. We have to come up with it through other means. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Barack Obama is an extrovert. You know, he talks mm -hmm. more, uh, you know, quickly with a uh, more expressive style. Uh, we think of him more of a, as an idea picture, a uh, big picture person thinking about the future. Yeah. More focused on the people and his decision making process, and more focused on structure. Uh, and John McCain's actually the opposite on all four of wow, those dimensions. Wow, they're opposite mm -hmm. people. Which is a, it's a fascinating experiment for us to go through and see how that plays out during the course of the election. Hmm. You know, talking about uh, unique and minute things, there is a professor at Boston College by the name of Joseph Tetchy. And he, over the years, has perfected uh, uh, an expertise, I guess you would say, in uh, this is the way it is, counting the blinking Let's chat about that, that people do. Okay. Blinking going now, on. Uh, let me tell you where he stands on these debates so far. Now, he's this. What I'm about to tell you is only for the first uh, few debates because we, he, at this time he hadn't seen this one. We just saw it tonight. He counts the number of blinks that a person makes when they're talking, and uh, his theory is that the more blinks you make, the less confident you are about what it is you're saying at that moment. Through the first three debates. He's averaged the number of blinks per minute for each of the candidates. These are the four candidates, actually. And here's how it comes out. Blinks per minute for Obama. Average, 60. Blinks per minute for McCain. Average, 112. I couldn't believe it. Hey, I saw I'm the telling numbers. you. Why well, I believed it tonight. <laughs> and once you notice it, it's very distracting. Blinks right. per minute for Biden. 36. Blinks per minute for Palin, 52. Mm. Now these are, you know, this is what Professor Tetchy says. Now, I don't, Rob Toomey, uh, does eye behavior, does eye blinking tell us a lot about people, do you think? Well, it was interesting to me, going back to the, uh, the last debates with President Bush, uh, with, uh, you know, his opponent in that debate, I think there's a lot to be made of his blinking style, which is actually very similar to McCain's. What, what, was fascinating for me is that it didn't seem to distract from people's tendency to connect more with W's personality uh, versus uh, both Gore and Kerry's personalities. And I think in this case as well, it's, it's sort of a draw because both Obama and McCain are natural connectors. People are making that connection. I, I just expressed disappointment because I don't think either of them are really maximizing their capacity to do mm. that connecting piece. And I think as a result, people who are watching the uh, the debate aren't really being that much affected by uh, by either candidate's huh. position. It's interesting, the word effect. Speaking of being affected, we have an yeah. expert on how people are affected, Law, with your background in mm -hmm. theater arts and communication. Mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting to me because when you watch and look from a perspective of attention to detail, which really at this point, uh, I would venture to guess all of us are looking at, because we've heard a lot of the, the same answers over and over and over, so now we're really looking for that connection through detail. They say in film, professional film critics, that the very first shot that we get of our star on film is the most important oh shot that will affect 
you're feeling, or we would call it pathos, for the rest of the film, the rest of, so whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger or whether it's John McCain, here's what I saw, the very first shot. I saw Obama relaxed, confident, uh, looking at John McCain, uh, warmed up into it. McCain, here's his problem, according to me. He is a cold speaker, what we would call cold speaker. He warms up as he speaks. So I timed it at about 9.20 is when he was, according to me, technically warmed up, meaning his blinks went down. His gaze easily went over to Barack Obama. He was less nervous. Uh, I'm wondering how many of us are looking at the thumb the power thumb going up and down, which can connote power, he tends to talk with his thumb specifically. Okay, yes. the more nervous he yeah. is, the more his hand is still. The less nervous he is, or i.e. the more angrier he gets, the more the thumb starts going up and down. I actually saw him as he went on holding his breath and turning red mm -hmm. to hold in the emotion. Now, whether, whether we think that's good or bad from a political point of view is, is something, but from a communication standpoint, I would like to see him warm up before he gets on that stage. Uh, what does someone do to warm up? What would be an example? Well, an example would be, uh, first of all, talking, talking it out, talking okay. those answers out uh, to a real person okay. right before you go on stage oh. would be very important, along with a vocal warm-up. What we would do is a yeah. vocal warm-up with presentations, stretching out the articulators. And it sounds funny, but for him, he needs it more than anything right he's now tight. because he's lost so yeah. much of his muscular strength in his face. And we have over 44 muscles in our face alone that when he's lost some of that, oh, there goes some of the pathos, there goes some of the relationship, there goes some of the important things we're looking at coming from the lower jaw. I had the area. feeling tonight, though, that uh, McCain did come out in a much more aggressive way. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about the emotions for a second. I thought he was a lot more aggressive with Obama and he needed to be, and I thought he was. I thought that's, that scored well for him. And as he, uh, as he got aggressive, his language was, would change. And as his language changed, his body language changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to, on that same yeah. light. If for I look better back, or for worse? I thought for better for him. Yeah. Because Obama, on the other hand, if you put it in terms of emotion versus logic, we had a really good example tonight of one guy, McCain, who mm -hmm. you, he'd get emotional about so things. Easily. And he's an emotional guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Obama, on the other hand, has this sort of erudite, yeah. logical, calm explanation of things. He used, he used the word like, uh, how long, how many times have you heard somebody say, profligate? In not the campaign, too, not too often. You know, but he uses words like that. And McCain, on the other hand, is talking shirt sleeve English. Right. I think more people identify with that passionate part than they do with the logical part. However, I don't think they're going to vote that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I I maintain in scary times, though, I want the cute, cool cucumber. I think Obama's coolness is serving him very well. And I may have mentioned this on the last show. Forgive me if I did. But I had the opportunity to speak one-on-one -on -one with Betsy Meyer, who is Obama's uh, chief operating officer. 
and she said that one of the tenets of the campaign is no drama. And you might have heard that. No, no drama, drama Obama. Obama. He no. just doesn't believe in being out of control. And I think many Americans, given the scary times, like that. And frankly, I found uh, the way McCain looked as a listener sometimes made me uncomfortable because I felt he might blow his stack. Fred. I was surprised that McCain, in the opening seconds, was writing furiously. Mm -hmm. What do you got to write about when you come <laughs> on stage? And then he was looking around and he was very nervous. So right. I think the warm-up that yeah. Laws is talking about. And then I sort of, I said, well, you know, you sort of discount the first couple of minutes because people are getting warmed up. But his shifty eyes were constant through that, as opposed to, to your point, Laurie, that kind of steady, intent listening of, of, of uh, Obama. They both had this, talk about listening for a second, and, and Fred, you made a comment earlier about the smile. I thought they both had a problem with smiling. On Obama's side, he did it while he was listening, with the, the right. reaction shots we were talking yeah. about. Now, his smile is so big and so fast and so obvious when he does it. It clearly is there. Right. It is really, he's got a, he's actually got a very nice smile, yeah. which is very becoming for him. females really like it. However. According to the, the, according <laughs> to the lines. Week, yeah. <laughs> however, well, just however. Just by the objective lines. When the smile, when that smile came, and I noticed he did it more towards the end of the yeah. debate than he did towards the beginning. He also accompanied it with uh, mm -hmm. head movement, head body tilt. language. Right. I think it was an expression of, I'm not comfortable with this topic, whatever mm -hmm, it is, mm -hmm. which showed me a little bit of uh, maybe weakness on mm -hmm. his part That's, at I that thought, moment. I thought it showed weakness, too. He was. I thought it was very smug, the way he looked, while McCain just looked nervous. When he, <laughs> now, he just looked, more, better, he huh? looked strange and nervous, um, while oh, I think Obama was very smug and arrogant. All right, now, there's no, talk about smug. Let's talk about McCain's smile for just a minute. Here's a guy who... Uh, smiled, he'd make a comment, one of his typically sarcastic comments, and then he would <laughs> sort of okay. chuckle after it. Boy, that was irritating. That's mm -hmm. not smug. That's just plain out mm -hmm. nasty. Mm -hmm. That's like, you fool, I'll take that. How do you think about that right. kind of thing? That does not bode well for McCain, who already has a sort of a wise guy attitude or reputation about him. So I don't think that smile helped him at all either. I don't think he could play it cool tonight, though, like Obama. Like Fred said, Obama is ahead, and he could play it cool tonight while McCain had to go for that, you know, go for that Hail Mary. And I think he hit it tonight, but, you know. Um, but I don't think Obama was playing cool. I think he was consistent across all three. He got a little better. Right. But it was a consistency there. Yeah, that's a very good debates. point. Consistency when of what? What was behavior? It? Of his behavior, of his listening ability, yeah. of his uh, you know, responses in a in an organized way without getting excited, without right. exploding. In in crisis, we want consistency and predictability. The thing is, could can he be Fatherly enough. Uh, speaking of fatherly, did you notice McCain's paternalistic statements about um, Governor Palin? Mm -hmm. He I'm said so at least three times, yeah. I'm proud of her. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to say it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I would I like to make a question. comment about the smile, though, which is very interesting because mm -hmm. when we work with clients who mm -hmm. are giving business presentations, and we get a lot of questions about the smile. Should I smile? Is it appropriate to smile? This is a serious topic. 
what we'll notice oftentimes is they will smile unintentionally. Yeah. And I felt that these candidates on both sides were smiling unintentionally at times to release stress. Yeah, that's right. It's very of common. They were very sometimes, inappropriate. Sometimes, of course, it was smart. <laughs> sometimes was it was intentional. It was. But other times, I could even hear John McCain literally holding his breath and letting out yeah, the breath, yeah. which the audience could easily take as, wow, is he nasty, wow, is he smug. But he was physiologically holding right. his breath. Right. But again, we're voting for president. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to the word, we haven't even used it in any of our shows, diplomatic. What is, what sure. is diplomatic ne behavior? Negotiating. Well, no, uh, but what does it mean behaviorally? I get concerned when I hear you say, you know, that, that we possibly could have a president who's holding his breath when he hears something he doesn't like. That, that gives me the creeps. To me, diplomatic is shown yeah. behaviorally. And Rob, I'd be interested hearing your, your comment on this. Mm -hmm. To me, uh, diplomatic behavior is one that shows respect for the other party. Yeah. It shows attentiveness and listening. It shows a willingness to allow the other person to make their point. Mm -hmm. So that in involves things like eye contact, not smiling necessarily to reveal your attitude of a particular point, and allowing the other person to finish his or her thought in a respectful way without having your body language uh, get in, interfere with their thought processing. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, and again, I was uh, disappointed that, that neither candidate really did the best that they could do mm -hmm. with their listening skills. You know, I think John has the potential to be a much better listener than he at least appeared to be. To my mind, it looked like he had his answer pretty much pre-formulated as soon as Barack opened his mouth. Uh, and I'll agree with Eric, although begrudgingly, that uh, it looked like Barack was in a similar place. You know, as soon as McCain started his answer, he had a smug grin on his face, saying, I know where you're going, I know what you're going to say, and I've already got my answer pre-formulated, right. which basically says, I'm not listening. Right. I have a question for the coaches, though. If you're working with somebody, these are short time bites. Somebody, your opponent or the other person says something you disagree with. How do you show that? You just sit there and maintain your diplomatic look. What's the right? Smiling, we're all uncomfortable with. The big grin, we're, but each one of them had to show that that point that he just made, I disagree with. Do you have any coaching? Yeah, here's a, here's a place where I thought Obama missed opportunities mm -hmm. to really score points. When, to answer your question, Fred, uh, in a debate, when we coach politicians in a debate like this or for a debate like this, which, by the way, is a lot different when the original, remember one week we talked about uh, when Professor uh, London was here, she talked right. about the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Yeah. Did you know in those Lincoln-Douglas debates, the opening statements that they gave were right. 60 minutes long? Oh, right. Right. 60 minutes long? Wow. Without a microphone. Without a microphone. Different attention span. With a 90-minute a a rebuttal. <laughs> Is there an open bar? 90-minute <laughs> rebuttal. So when Fred, when we're talking about 60 seconds and 120 seconds and 90 seconds, there is something. Okay, so what do we coach? We would coach that the reaction shot, if you have a, a severe disagreement or a disagreement that's important to talk about, that you should let that be seen. Not necessarily with a smile, but with a, a, perhaps a negative head shake left to right, uh, as opposed to a, <laughs> that's a, that's, I'll get you for that, that kind of a smile which seems smug or sarcastic or whatever. It's not fun 
What we're talking about is not fun, and what the other guy just said is not funny. If it's wrong, you have to indicate it's wrong. And sometimes it's even appropriate, we would coach, to say, mm-hmm. that's not true. Yep. Because you know right. you may not get another chance to do it. Right. That's not true. That's right. not the fact. And we did see some of that tonight. Didn't, didn't, I, I, I'm sorry. I would like to just quickly comment on the fact that we're so used to seeing these people on TV now. They're like common people we watch on TV. We either watch Friends or we watch McCain and Obama. But we have to remember, it is very difficult to be on TV. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult to be in film. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, stage acting and film acting is very different. And they are acting roles. We have to be careful of this. And John McCain is not that good at being on TV. And they keep going back to Ronald Reagan. It makes me think about someone like Ronald Reagan. Of course, he was a phenomenal communicator, but he was an actor. He knew how to be on television. You know what I'm saying? He knew how to appeal to the public. He knew how to, to match what the public was giving him, to shift on a dime, to match their language. He knew how to do it because he was an actor. So he's at a deficit. Obama, Obama tends to have a natural style of right. presentation that works in his favor. But does that mean that he's always doing the most effective form of, of it on TV? No. I thought no, his style not. tonight did not help him. Uh, yeah, going back to Saddleback, mm-hmm. he did tonight more of what I saw him do in Saddleback. And I was particularly mm-hmm. disappointed to see him do it in his closing statement. Mm-hmm. That is... Disfluency, hesitation. It's a disfluency. It's a hesitation. When the thought he was making, sh- the, the point he was making should have been a clearly thought out, right. well-spoken Particularly at the end, that, that they practiced those for goodness sakes. Right. That was one of the worst parts. Yeah. Constantly disfluent. That's not a good style for him. There was a lot of ums. Again. Too many. I don't know if you got that. Yeah. And again, in the saddleback, there was a lot of ums. In the last debate, there was hardly any of that, and Obama really shined. Today, we were back to the um, original first saddleback form. Did you did you notice that during the latter half of this debate? that uh, John McCain started to use words that were describing what was happening internally, words like nasty, hurtful, unfair, Mm -hmm. inappropriate. And he was sort of forecasting what he was feeling internally by this, you know, what was going on in his face and holding the breath and all of that, but saying those words, actually coming out with those words. Monica, do you, you, you're a words person now. I know you do a lot with words with your training and so forth. Did you get the sense that the words that Obama was using versus the words that uh, McCain was using were divided by logos, pathos, or however. What did you think about the words that were used? Well, I, I thought that was one of the biggest differentiators that we saw tonight. Overall, here's the line I would say to think about for each of the, them delivering. Mm-hmm. I think their intent didn't match their impact consistently throughout. Right. So I think, you know, there was plenty of time in terms of the gestures when McCain was delivering. I thought some of the time in the beginning, his words were great and we saw the right. ratings going up very, very high. Right. But I think his gestures didn't match that. His smiles were fast, quickly gone. The smirky look, the quick blinking of the eyes, the fast movements. When we coach um, people to speak, we talk about using slow, purposeful gestures. And I thought right. his, I would almost say erratic, were some of the McCain gestures. On the, on the Obama side, I thought that his language was consistent. I thought it seemed slightly 
presidential consistently throughout there, but I think his intent didn't match his impact at all. So when he made statements like, we're having a vigorous debate, we can have a vigorous debate like we're having right now, there wasn't anything vigorous. He didn't <laughs> deliver it in a vigorous way. His gestures weren't vigorous. His words, they, they didn't line up. His verbal and his nonverbal did not line up. I think the intent didn't match the impact, and we saw it consistently. To the point of language, I'll just say this. I did think that McCain began the debate with very good use of language. He used a lot of wisdom. I think he, he was very focused. He used how we, how we like to coach. He used a faster rate of words to keep right. our attention. Mm -hmm. I thought he paced his ideas fairly quickly, and, and all of a sudden we're like, wow, he's really woken up. Well, that was different he, than the other debates. Yeah, that's in correct. In other that's debates, correct. we haven't right. seen that. The first 40 minutes, I think, too. Mm -hmm. That's when the dials right. were very high. And right. I thought that's when he performed yeah. really well. I still have to say, I think he's way, he's still being too meek. He's right. holding himself back way too much. He needs to let a little bit of it out to show that passion. Right. At words like, I hope, I think. These are non-concrete. They're tentative right. language. Why should he? He's a maverick. Right. Why should he be tentative <laughs> when Obama's <laughs> using concrete language like, I will when I become president. Very assumptive. assumptive. Yeah. Very assumptive. Did you notice that when, that when uh, Obama made his comment on two, two, two things specific, education and health care, mm -hmm. both of those questions he looked directly into the camera mm -hmm. right. and delivered it Was that it to, good? Well, I thought it was, it was very excellent. good. He chose specific times to be looking and talking to those of us at home. Well, that's I, another thing I think we're saying, and I think I'm hearing you, Law, say this, that Obama's more self-aware in a positive way of controlling his communication image. But it took him too long to get there because I think uh -huh. what happened was even when he made that comment about Roe v. Wade and said, you know, good people on both sides can disagree on this issue. It wasn't until that point, that was 42 minutes into the debate, that he finally started waking up with you, you know, being a little bit more focused with what he was saying and the way that it was being delivered. It wasn't okay, early he, enough in the, in the um, yeah. debate. On a I personal level, he's been criticized for not being able to be accessible to people. Who, who is he? You do know him through his books, if you, know, you take the time to read his books. Obama. But did you feel like you got to know Obama any better? Mm, I think so, one. yeah. yeah. I, I just have that feeling again of that mm -hmm. diplomatic yeah. That mm -hmm. presidential, that considered, mm -hmm. that thoughtful, I'm not going to jump in and shoot somebody, I'm not going to make a fast decision. And you notice he through. didn't take, he had, boy, it was a real opportunity to attack Sarah Palin. That's he true. did not do That's it. That's correct. Mm -hmm. You right. notice that? I mean, they asked, and he just didn't they know it. I had right. two big jolts for a second. Okay. Yeah, what? you know what? What I admire about um, she had two big jokes first. Wait oh, a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm up. sorry. I'm sorry. You had jokes. You, you asked last time. Jolts. Jolts. There were. You know, what surprised you? Two yeah. surprises. One yeah. was McCain repeated this time from last time. How much are you going to find those uh, small oh. employers that don't have health care? Mm -hmm. And boy, if you ask a question, you better expect an answer. And and Obama answered that. And it mm -hmm. answered it, and I thought it really cut the legs out from under that. So you got to be careful when you pose that question. You might want to pose it a different way to get the doubt in there, but uh -huh. I thought he had a powerful answer, and I thought right. it, was a, it, was a, it was a surprise to me that, that yeah. McCain exposed himself like that. So the lesson is be careful about how you ask a question. You have to make sure that you can accept any answer and deal with it. Eric, it looks like you were chomping at the yeah. bits there. I still <laughs> didn't feel Obama answered the question. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we're getting a rhetoric, rhetoric again, but mm -hmm. uh, about ACORN, 
and Bill Ayers. He will not answer the questions. And again, he on multiple occasions, he did lie. He did announce his campaign from Bill Ayers' house, and he said he didn't. That's a known fact that he did. And he did give money to Acorn. So right there, that is two more... Um, I, again, I think it comes down to an honesty issue where Obama has did not come across as honest. He looked staged. He looked like an he looked like an actor. So today. from the U.S., he had to wear a flag pin. He had to wear a flag pin. McCain didn't have to wear a flag pin. You know what you got with John McCain? Yes, you do. Well, it seems like you right, let's, go, so let's, uh, let's finish up here. We're close to time for folks. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's go around the radio dial left to right, and I'll, let me let me ask you to give us like ten seconds of who you think won the debate tonight based on the observations that you've seen and heard us all talking about. Give us a quick 10-second overview of uh, who won the debate tonight. We'll start with that. In, in terms of being presidential and confident, definitely Obama. All righty, thank you. Monica Murphy. I think this was the closest to a tie that we have seen yet. Mm -hmm. All right. Law Lapidus. Yeah. I think that John McCain took a jump ahead. I will reluctantly say John McCain. All right. Um, Eric. Polly. McCain finally won tonight. He <laughs> came out swinging and he got him, but I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, win the to win the election. Mm. Fred Balfour. The Obama win was to not do anything himself that would be a problem, and to not let McCain do anything that would would be a problem for him. And he did both things well. So I got to say, his game plan and his strategy, he had won on that basis. Rob Toomey, our speed reading people expert, please. <laughs> I'll call it a draw, and I agree with Fred. I think Obama played it pretty safe. We probably would have seen a very different style from him had there been more at stake for him. Uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't see more of his natural passion come through, uh, but I call it a draw. Yeah, my vote is it's, uh, it's one of the best debates I've seen uh, McCain give. He was more articulate, faster on his game. Obama could have been better, but he did not lose this debate tonight because of that. So it's kind of a draw, and uh, I'm hoping we see another something happen with these okay. two guys. Okay, seem optimistic. I think Bob, Bob Schaefer did a great job bringing the candidate. How about that? Yeah, he did uh, the best. Uh, I thought uh, last debate, uh, Tom Brokaw was terrible. Yeah, Bob First Schaefer debate, did a good mediocre. Job. Do we all agree on that? Bob Schaefer did a good yeah. job. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Bob Schaefer won the debate. He did. He won the debate. He was excellent. And Joe the Plumber. Wait, Joe the Plumber won. Oh, my goodness. That was terrible. He'll be on TV for the next three days. You'll see a of him. So and we hope that if you'd like to be part of tonight's program or the next ones, please don't hesitate to give us a comment. And you do that by writing to us at comments at electionspeakers.com. And uh, we get uh, emails from all over the place, so uh, don't hesitate to uh, give us your thoughts. Why not you, too? Right. Now, before we leave, there is one thing that we want to share with you, and that's the score for the tonight's score debate. The score from Cafe Who Nicholas. Won? Here we are, our guests, as we should point out that we're at Cafe Nicholas in the center of Newton Center, Massachusetts, the political center of Newton, Massachusetts, Cafe Nicholas. Thank you very much to all of them tonight for the work they've done for us. And here's the score for tonight's game. <laughs> game. I'm sort of in the playoff. Yeah. The Sox. score tonight was McCain 1,436, Obama 1,741. Now let me put that in a different way. Let me give you the percentages of the vote. If we look at it by percentage, McCain got 45% of the vote tonight, and Obama got 55% of the vote of those who are looking and listening to the program tonight. We'd like to hear from you, too. Remember, it's comments 
at electionspeakers.com. Now, we'll be back again on Monday with our next version of uh, electionspeakers.com. So don't hesitate to give us a drop in the, in the bucket, in the line. <laughs> We'd like to look forward to hearing from you. Special thanks to our uh, special guest, Rob Tooney, from Speed Reading People tonight. Rob, nice to have you it was a pleasure. with Thank us, you. and we appreciate all your comments. And our, our resident Democrat... Residency, we made you a resident, Fred Balfour. <laughs> Great to be here, Dennis. Thank Democrat you. emeritus. <laughs> and just because of your grandfather, I don't know, grandfathers are not bad guys. Eric Polly, thank you so much, Polly Sai. Yeah, I like that. Studies. Polly, Last Polly. semester here. Good luck with your studies. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for all of those of you who are listening. And until next time, this is Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening, and bye for now. You've been listening to electionspeakers.com a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others included in the 2008 U.S. presidential elections. Electionspeakers.com is posted every Monday. 